Hello and welcome to our global S&OP community weekly podcast Brought to you by Ahmed Khalid and Ahmed Al-Hamamsi from Middle East Our global S&OP community podcast mission is to build a global community from supply chain, marketing, trade marketing, sales and finance all over the world Where everyone's voice could be heard and listened Every week we host a new episode with great thought leader in the S&OP industry. We believe that one word, one story, or one conversation could open up the light in the screen of your consciousness and you'll never be the same again. We discuss hot and trending topics with our subject matter experts by asking the right questions that uncover their valuable experience in our show. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.com .co Stay tuned every week with our global S&OP community podcast. She is a legend. And it's not her nickname, but it's the reality. And we are going to talk about this. She is a business legend by the meaning. And our legend today is Rabab Galal. So little bit about Rabab. And I think that we can speak about Rabab for years. But I will try to summarize it in a very simple, easy way. Rabab Galal has over 22 years of business experience across multinational companies. She played many roles, like CFO roles, with the biggest multinational companies around the world. Companies like Unilever, Pepsi Lepton. Rabab has played a major role in shaping a finance vision inside those companies. And because of her sense of leadership, she supported a strategic and tactical business decision within the Middle East and drove companies toward their uh, I would say desired imperatives and business vision. Actually, if I speak, it will be unfair just if we can captivate her role inside only finance function. Her business acumen and business understanding allows her to have like a 360 degrees around all functions from supply chain, sales, finance, marketing, and even trade marketing. And if it implies on something, then it implies about her entrepreneurial mindset inside the corporation. That's why let me seize this amazing moment and let's all welcome our legend today, Rabab Galal. But as usual, let's give her this applause. I am humbled. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm really, truly humbled. This is too much in an intro, Ahmed. And Ahmed, thank you so much thank for you. that. Thank you, Rabab, um, for joining us. Thank it's you for having me. Having it's a um, pleasure having you. And I think that today, as, as I spoke, uh, why I'm saying a legend? Because really, you are a legend. And yeah. this, if it implies, it implies that you have uh, great uh, values. And we will have these great values to be uh, uncovered today to our audience. So welcome to the show, Rabab. Thank you. Thank you, Ahmed. And uh, again, Ahmed, uh, both of you, thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. 
uh, truly, I'm I'm humbled of that introduction. But let me say, I came here because uh, of the of the title. It showed me the money, so it's all about this. Most of you, honestly speaking, so to be very clear, whatever you say, show me the money, you'll find the finance person jumping right yeah. away for that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So, That's why. Um, yes, absolutely. So uh, let me adjust. Uh, I will. I'll try to present my screen and let me just a brief our audience today it will be a conversational way but the first question yes. to give you an overview about the order to cash cycle into end, end so uh, i would like to thank Rabab just for preparing a simple slide about the order to cash cycle into end, end i'll be able to present it right now so let me know if you can just see my screen uh, in front of you right now you can see it um, not yet, um, but not until yet. you 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 project it, so yeah. it's 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 not uh, more of illustrative um, elements of the order to cash cycle. Um, I just wanted everyone to be very clear. This is not a finance process. This is, as Ahmed already mentioned, it's a business process. Um, there is actually misconception between all of us that it is owned by finance. On the contrary, this is, sits in the heart of the organization. And um, I know everyone knows the phrase which, uh, which most of the companies now are calling for it, which is revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is reality. <laughs> and if you come to think of it, we all chased revenue. We wanted every day, let's go hunt the sales. And then we, uh, someone comes and say, where is the profit? Which is the finance people, by the way. We always like to say, where is, where is the profitability? Are you covering your expend, expenditure? But in reality, it's all about the cash at the end of the day. How much money you earn and you have in your bank as either free cash flow or either you have it in terms of your operations that you can really fund your operations later on. And that's why order to cash cycle is very important. You can see it's, it's a very illustrative here chart, and, and I'm not sure whether it can you make it bigger or not. I'm uh, you maybe yes. I'm being challenged uh, from my glasses, <laughs> yeah, but, but but just to be very clear, it's very okay. simple. It's it's it really sits in the heart of every single step we do in order to capture our seeds, starting from order management and. Um, Credit management, which sometimes we tend to forget, it's not matter whether the customer has credit or not, or, or can't pay or not, let's do the sales, let's hunt for it. And then fulfilling that order itself and dispatching it to the customer, invoicing him or uh, invoicing the customer for that. And then after that, we start realizing, oh my God, I have accounts receivable, I have, he owes me money, I need to chase him for paying and collecting it. And then we start like trying to chase for the, for for the collection and last but not least reporting it they are very simple steps but if you come to think of it you can see it sits in the heart of the organization day to day and while we like look into it as if oh my god these are like transactional part which is trivial not important let me go hunt for the sales this is the exciting part i'm delivering the kpi of the sales check i'm delivering the the kpi of the profitability could be check but then what at the end of the day do you really collect it has really the customer received the order in full 
So comes here, by the way, if you think of the SNOP and the CC foot and the KPIs of the customer service mm -hmm. and supply chain, that sits in the heart of it. Do it really deliver? Let me say the, the 3000 cases that the customer asked for, did we deliver it all or did we miss one case and then the order is not fulfilled in total? And subsequently, we will not get our money of the 2,999 cases. <laughs> so this is a fact. It's very important cycle. And um, and it sits in every single step in the organization. So I'll pause here for questions, maybe Ahmed and maybe everyone would ask about the cycle itself. Yeah, yeah, so you addressed it uh, very nice, Rabab, and uh, very, very simple. Yeah, it, it lies in the heart really of, uh, of every business. It's very important. Maybe people think it's uh, it's easy and simple and the steps are simple, but really, <laughs> Because I've been there in like in three or more organizations, really the order management it's uh, in the heart of every business. If, uh, if you don't manage the orders, you have a lot of backlog orders. Uh, if you're not following up on the receivables, and then suddenly you will find some credit notes coming, and you yeah, then you are paying the credit <laughs> note, and yeah, the finance is chasing the marketing. What activities did you do? Uh, why? Or, or sometimes the distributor is just sending credit notes by end of the year. All these kind of uh, problems, uh, really, they, uh, it's what uh, I've seen through the years. And of course, you have more experience than me. Uh, than me. But, uh, but uh, I, I've, I've seen this through uh, three, maybe, or more, or more organizations that I faced in sales and operation planning. In every organization, there is always a problem in the order management. We're not fulfilling uh, the orders on time. We're not okay. classifying the customers, ABC classification, so we know who we should uh, uh, deliver uh, first or who sh we should give the priority. What about the collections? Are we looking at it? And then the <laughs> cash cycle, we, we don't have the, uh, enough cash to, uh, to to deliver uh, like uh, salaries or, or some things like that so it's really important and i just wanted to comment about that and uh, thank you for 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 this, this simple uh, illustration yeah it's very very well summarized uh, Rabob. i think that let's let's dig deep little that we had this an overview for the order to cash and i think that with your great experience on on that order to cash and just a holistic view on the business so the first question that I would ask you, what are the biggest challenges inside the order to cash cycle? And we, we, we just, we are open to listen for stories because this will bring more questions and more questions. Absolutely. But I think Ahmed already mentioned them. Uh, <laughs> in, in a sense, he was like heartfully telling his, his challenges that he faced during yeah. the order to cash, yeah. which is right. But let me say, and I'm cheering to the, all the finance people maybe in, 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 in with us now today, because we pity finance. They, they really chase at the end of the day and everyone hates them. They are chasing, they yeah. are footballing, they are stopping the shipment, why they are doing that. But in reality, let's start with the, the most important part externally, what are the challenges? A wrong sales order, basically. Mm -hmm. The or if we start from the first step wrongly, I took the order wrongly. And let's be clarifying a few different things. Because could be the order taking is different than the order management. So a salesperson who actually sitting the direct sales force, he has taken the order of the customer. And let's take, he took uh, the order the customer specifically mentioned, he's missing the shampoo bottle, which is black variant not the pink variant and the guy instead of checking on the black he check 
the big pink because he heard and he was very running quickly. He wants to finish his order taking because he needs to do a positive call and he needs to do like 20 or eight positive calls per day. And each call will take 30 minutes. So wrong order from the starting point. And then eventually someone would fulfill a wrong order. Customer would be dissatisfied, has two options. If you are good in managing your customer, you will you will tell him as a salesperson, please take the order because I can't return the driver now. Take it and I will replace it first thing in the morning. And then this customer pity him. He accepts it on the account that tomorrow you will change it. And then you forget. Yeah. That's the first step, a wrong sales order. And it could be anything besides, I'm going to that extreme, black to pink, but let's say I'm ordering 3,000 cases, you actually ticked 2,000 cases. So the order mm -hmm. itself, you have written a wrong address. I'm I'm a customer who has different chains, and I agreed with you that the dispatches would be to the multiple chains. So one in one city and the other, I'm taking the placing the order, for example, from another city, and eventually you actually written that sales order to go to the other city rather than the, the sales order of the, that city. So mm -hmm. Anything can go wrong from that front. That is one of the biggest challenge. And this is related to human errors by the way. Mm -hmm. And most of the order to cash cycle issues would be human errors. Mm -hmm. The second challenge in my view would be if you're using different platforms. Unfortunately, we mm -hmm. have to realize that functions rely on each other, but I don't care. I'm a salesperson, I'm using my handheld, I took the order, it is interlinked to an intra website. I don't care whether someone else mm. is working on Oracle system, SAP system, I don't care as long as I did the order. I'm not sure what ERP system you're using mm. and the customer service are using another ERP system <laughs> and finance are using another ERP system. And that is definitely will be, you will find it in medium sized and small sized organization mm. or organizations that have multiple acquisitions where they mm. don't have integration that frequently. This is a, one of the challenges as well, because working on different platforms of ERP systems could cause errors. Yes. Another challenge and posing here, which is, I believe, the biggest challenge, honestly. Someone would say, yeah, don't talk about master data. It's not important <laughs> if I put the customer is called Ahmed. By mistake, I have written him A-H-M-D without the E. It doesn't matter. But it matters at the end of the day. Master data is very important. The case fill is very important. The specs is very important. The account number of that customer is very important. So wrong master data could end up that the business cannot fulfill, not the, the, the order, not the sales. No, we will record it, but you'll never get the money back. So you did it for free, as a matter of fact, honestly speaking, to be very honest from yes. that. Yeah. Another challenge, which is a big challenge, which we miss it as well, how we rely on each other as functions, logistics. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, guess, guess what? The operation itself is depending on the driver. Yeah. You leave it to a driver that he, as a matter of fact, will dispatch your product, correct, to the customer, ensure mm -hmm. that it is being delivered, sign from the customer that's being delivered, could solving a problem. Yeah, yeah I give you 1,000 case, except two shampoo bottles, I'll get it to you tomorrow. Just sign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then what happens? Your customer will hold yeah, your invoice for two bottles. Yes. Literally, will hold it for two bottles. And I'm taking the example of the shampoo, but you can you can imagine for multiple examples. 
Now, the biggest question is that what we do as logistics, yeah, to, to ensure that we know. And here comes another challenge, controls. While mm -hmm. we all hate yeah, controls, we hate finance when they say we need to audit the process, we need to do the controls of the governance, but without these controls, as a matter of fact, could you add to embezzlement? I'm, I could be the driver takes the, the he has taken the two bottles and delivered <laughs> as a matter of fact. Exactly. But some yes, cases, yes. Except two bottles. <laughs> so where is your controls? So these are some of the challenges that face the order to cash cycle. I, I know it sounds very simple, but as a matter of fact, it all falls on what? That we uh, assign ourselves to the responsibility that every single action we do on a daily basis is important. There is no trivial action. There is nothing called yeah. I'm, I'm doing a, a small job or let me say a donkey work, which everyone will say, don't tell me, I don't, yeah. I don't like master data. It seems like donkey work. I, I like the interactive decision-making support. But in reality, this causes the business to lose. Five to 6% of the business revenue could be lost because of order to cash cycle, not efficient. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, Rabab. I think that you just brought us into one of the major pain points inside the many organizations, which is the silo thinking and silo. Just everyone is looking or focusing on his own, own area, whatever, whatever just transaction he will do. He doesn't care what will happen or just does, doesn't understand what will happen Certainly. and what will be the result after. And I, I keep just saying this because I, I can relate to all what you're saying. So sometimes that uh, people or organizations that they think that when I uh, just invoice my uh, stuff out of my warehouse, now my job is done. But there is something after these deliveries. You actually, uh, this is one of the things that, that, that disrupt even the CRM customer relationship management between your organization and customer relation because it, at, at the end of the day, it's the reputation of the brand of uh, the, the, the company or the organization could be devastated because of those thoughts. So thinking out of the silos, understanding, and I think this is one of the major challenges that all organizations should have a holistic view. Not everyone just look into his own area. And sometimes I believe that it's, it comes into the leadership. Everyone, we have the repetitive issue, repetitive <laughs> issue, repetitive. But what are we doing? What are we doing about it? Can we take a real action on it? As you said, and I love what you said, it's about when it comes to reality, logistics has a big has a big role on on this challenge, because if the the logistics doesn't do that, the, the order to uh, to cash cycle and just claim management in the right way, at the end of the day, this will affect the total cycle with the customer. Customer just was thinking that his claims, I I didn't receive this, I didn't receive this. Correct. I returned it back to the, the transporter, and transporter he should return it back to uh, the the warehouse, and warehouse put it inside and didn't change or just uh, process the claims. And you'll find out that all of this at, at the end of the day of reconciliation, when we come and reconcile with distributor, with the retailer, you'll find out that there is a misleading. The, where is my money? I, I need my money. And sometimes even it reaches to a credit limit challenge. And then the account is got blocked. And when you come and see the whole cycle, it's because the efficiency inside the process. So I can Great. relate to each point. Definitely, definitely. It's about also integration and communication, like like Rabob was saying. A lot of problems may start and it's like a snowball, something small like the two bottles <laughs> and like this, and it starts to repeat and uh, and 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 then at the end of the of the of the month or at the end of the 
SMW cycle, you find uh, a lot of uh, big, big challenges that, that you're having. So it's about also, I think, measuring, putting these as uh, KPIs, following up and uh, and uh, helping uh, the people in, in, in finance uh, getting uh, show me the money like we are absolutely but if you allow me to say one thing because that is sure. a very important point which is it's it's about the integration of processes together and understanding we are not working in silos and believing that we are a football team Yes. And since I'm cheering for Musala, <laughs> but I love more I love more his assist balls to Manny, yeah. for example, to shoot yeah. more than he, what yeah. he go the goals that he take. The issue is that we are all keen in our functional silos to win, but as a matter of fact, we are not winning against competition, winning against each other as functions. There yes. is nothing called within the organization. It's very important we complete each other. And just to give that perspective, if we do understand that, as a matter of fact, credit limit sits in the heart of the S&P process, by the way. And I think I touched point on this when we had the discussion earlier, that as a matter of fact, it's one of the financial constraints to S&P. So constraining a demand is not only about whether supply chain is capable of producing raw material can you get or anything or I can ship it, by the way. Financial constraining sits in the heart, which is related to the credit limit. Mm. If we do understand this, and rather than when a finance person says, we need to stop the shipment, everyone jumps against him. What are you saying? <laughs> no, this is a good customer. He can pay. And you say he exceeded the credit limit. And everyone is jumping. And then he or, or, or she says, OK, let's go ahead. Let's see. We will do the receivables and, uh, and we will yeah. see how it works. But in reality, it is about working as a team. And if we believe so, beside the integration of the processes, if you just communicate with each other, it will be solving the problem. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about the business acumen. That's why I keep saying that everyone just work in his own silo and doesn't understand what's happening around it. It it will never serve the the company to their their real imperatives. Because if I'm just thinking, as you said, that I'm thinking about how I can uh, ship more and I don't care what's happening after, it could could affect the business continuity. As you said, it could even cost me a lot. That, that's why just looking into 360 degrees from a business understanding, it's essential. That's why we're here. I think let's let's come back to our lovely audience. We have our friend Saad Gamal from Egypt. Hello, dear. Thank you for Thank joining. You for tuning in, Saad. Our lovely friend Omar Bajamal. Great to see you. Thank you so much, Omar. Thank you, Omar. Yes. We have our friend Ahmad Ali from Egypt. Thank you so much for tuning in, Ahmed. Thank you, Ahmed. We have Mahmoud Badr from Egypt. Thank you, Mahmoud, for tuning in. Our lovely brother, Greg, Greg. from Canada. Thank, Thank you, Greg, you. for joining us. Thank you so much. Our friend, John, from Dubai. Thank Hi, you John. for tuning in. I'm not sure, again, it's a challenge on LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn user. So hello, <laughs> yeah. whoever. Great yeah. to see you. And I think our LinkedIn user is from uh, Iraq. Iraq, I think. Maybe, I, I, yeah. I, I hope this, yes. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> Umayma, she is saying that super clear so far. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I think this is our lovely friend, uh, Manasa. Nadal, is... I think. No, Ahmad, not, uh, I Ahmad, think. Ahmad, Ahmad Musa. Ahmad Musa. Ahmad Musa. Thank Musa. you, Ahmad Musa, yes, for joining. He, Thank you so much. Greetings. Thank, Thank you. you so much. 
and um, <laughs> we have our friend Ahmed Qasim. He's saying new norms versus order to cash. Great to see you, brother. Thank you. Thank you our lovely friend Luis. Best regards from Guatemala. Yes, great to see you. Thank you so much. Coming back, guys. I'm asking you. Just feel free to ask whatever question in your mind. Don't be shy. Ask whatever your question into your mind. We will jump into your question just for the sake of the the time in our episode. So I think that we covered that the challenges uh, as a top uh, perspective from you, Rabab. Uh, the second one that I keep asking asking myself, and I think we need clarity on it when it comes to a payment terms when i look into some invoices or billing i see each customer has like 45 days payment terms sometimes 90 sometimes 60. what is the math behind it based on your experience okay. how even how... 60 ahmed sometimes i see uh, and i get frustrated <laughs> even me i'm not in fi- i see 120 and 150 days and how we can want we, the customer how, happy. How, how how yeah yeah but but not like this sometimes sales make it very easy for just to get more orders so they they get uh yani they give a very flexible uh uh, 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 payment days and payment terms. I'm sure uh, Rabat faced this from her experience. And how do you deal with this? Tell us if you find uh, like 150 and you want to decrease and you want to, how do you uh, get to yeah. talk to sales to, 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 to solve this issue? So, so as a matter of fact, let me say one thing because there is a myth about that credit terms could be created by uh, an ad hoc basis. There should be every company, this comes to the controls part that I was mentioning yeah. before, where you need to have what we call the credit policy, the credit terms mm. policy. It's part of your credit management, by the way, where it, as a matter of fact, this puts the methodology and the assumption behind the credit terms. And it could be by channel, it could be by category within the same customer. Mm. But let me touch point on the myth that when I, whenever you say payment terms, you come to the, it's the days on, 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 on the payment that you're expecting the customer to pay or vice versa, you will pay the supplier. Mm. But it's beyond this, by the way. First of all, the most important thing is to define the credit limit for that customer. How much credit you will give to that customer? And that falls into some factors that we will come to it. But it is part of the credit and payment terms, by the way. Payment terms comes with the days as well of payment. Discounts that you will offer to customer if he pays you early. So early Mm. payment encouragement. Are you willing to do that or not? This is another thing related to the company credit management policy. Last but not least, and it's very important, if you're going to charge your customer penalties, you cannot surprise your customer that you are charging him penalties for delays of payment. Mm -hmm. So you need to define when you will start charging your customer for delays of payment and ensure that it's being communicated. Now, all of this comes into one, what we call one pager policy. Could Mm -hmm. be a, a unified policy, could be, as I mentioned, would be by by channel. So if you, let's say, channel could be, by the way, um, regional, so location-wise, if you have mm. multiple cities and each city is different, could be. By channel, when we mean it by this, we mean it by um, if you are like a big company of multinationals that operates with pharmacies, operate with with uh, mm. key retailers or key chains like modern trade or with traditional trade. So you define what channel you are operating in, small retailer, big retailer, wholesalers, and so on. So this is what we call as a channel. And it's very important 
that we understand the factors that define the credit term policy. Now mm. comes to the point that is very important. And it, by the way, it is not the decision of the CFO. It's not the decision of the sales director or the, uh, let me say, uh, the chief officer as well. It's actually a collective policy with methodology of calculation that needs to be signed off by the sales director, by the finance director or the CFO, and by eventually by the chairman and the CEO. And to that extent, it's very important. Now, let's go to the factors. Factors could be internal and could be external. Let's start with the external one, your customer. Did you do a checkpoint on your customer financials? You have the right to ask your customer for their financial position. Could be they couldn't share with you their financial statements. They don't have already financial statements, but they have to share with you your financial position. And then you need to do your finance people do the checkpoints, whether the financial position is good or not. Do what we call a background check with the banks. Ask them for their banks that they have a bank relationship with. If they are a good customer, they fulfill the payments they, they do or not. So the customer is the first checking point defining mm -hmm. the credit terms. Second, do you want to compete or you don't want to compete? So if your competition is offering 45 days, how come you will say cash? Then you need to think <laughs> of it, yeah? Whether you want to compete in the industry or not, this is another factor. The third factor, which is very important, which we mentioned, and Ahmed as well, you were mentioning it part of the challenges, the segmentation of the market. Mm -hmm. Who defines that the customer, and let me say the smallest retailer who is existing, and I see many audience in Egypt, so they can relate in upper <laughs> Egypt, and you're selling him Rixona, or you're selling him a shampoo that is costing more than the cash flow for the consumer to get it. So mm -hmm. why did you send this product? As a matter of fact, segmentation of the market is very important. Understanding the channel and the product that should be in that in, 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 in that channel is very important. Alia mentioned point, different lead times. So here, che checking point, if my SU, the, the sourcing unit that I'm getting it, as a matter of fact, for the product to reach the customer mm. will take him 30 days. And now with the, I know everyone knows we have container challenges, sea freight is, wow. is surging, uh, going to air freight, and we don't know what we will do. Availability is a challenge. So uh, nowadays we are, we are we are actually reaching out to our customers and telling them we cannot commit to a delivery day. This is another point to define. All of these are external factors to define your credit term policy. Mm. Now let's go to the internal factors, if the external factors are clear. And the internal factors sure. are quite interesting. When are you going to pay your suppliers? Are you going to pay from your own money if you don't have money? So it can, can a supplier, if let's say the average payments terms to suppliers and the payables are 90 days. Guess yeah. what? You cannot have your customers 90 days or 120 days. Zero you cash. need to, you, you know, you don't have cash. Uh -huh. Then comes the second part, you will have to borrow. If you will borrow, then the cost of capital, the cost of borrowing. And it's very important. Guess what? If you're not a big company and you go to the bank and they give you a high interest rate, then you're adding to your expenses. Do you charge interest rate to your customer in pricing? Another question no. to ask yourself. No. Mm -hmm. All of these triggering points, then a company when defines that policy, internally, they need to define, first question, when is my bills are due? My obligations, mm -hmm. I pay salaries, at least let's say here, you need to have at least 35% of your payments from the customers, 
30 days because you pay salaries, you pay utilities mm -hmm. in 30 yeah. days. Yes. Let's think of it. So at least 35% needs to be covering that. And then comes the balance, which is your rest of payables will be depending on your average. Yeah. Very yeah. important. Yeah. Now comes part of the internal factors, which no one knows or don't not think of it or marketing. When you tell them, you tell them <laughs> what are you talking about? You're crazy. Your activities, the type mm -hmm. of activities, because your customers are, are very smart. So if you go and do a, a trade activity that lasts three months, they know that the more that they towards the last month, they will That's order, cool. they will be able to get a very big discount. <laughs> So what they do, they hold their ordering and they do it in the last months. Yes. So your activity can trigger as well your factors of credit policy. So you need to define, you could, by the way, as part, since it's a policy, written, documented, one time and communicated, it is legalized and governed with the auditors that you can go ahead, you can say for my activities and you define the type of activities that you will give a credit term different. Wow, wow. Top, just uh, if, if you allow me, if you allow me. Uh, please, sure. please. Uh, I think See, I know, uh, I was waiting for that. You, you, you were understanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. But, but, but sorry, oh, you clapped. There was another one, last but not least. Sorry for that. Sure. Your sure. product. Your yes, product. Exactly. Companies or people who work in multi-diversified product portfolio will understand what I mean. There are products that are running. You can actually get the raw material, you produce it, you sell it, you collect the money, and you still didn't pay your supplier. You are working with the money of the supplier, not your own money. And then there is another product that is heavy. Seasonality due to seasonality, due to demand. And here comes S&P plays again. And hence, when you do your S&P and your demand planning, and you're working on this one, this is very important. Your credit management sits in the heart, and you need to do these checking points. Yeah, just uh, I'm so curious, curious about this point, Rabob, which is the product management or product behavior. And uh, it's I think it's some challenge, and I'm thinking just with you loudly, if you are talking about product or segmentation, so there are some products that, as you said, that the turnover of the products, it's very fast. Absolutely. Some products, the turnover of the products is very, very, uh, I would say, slow. But when I look into uh, most uh, organizations, they use one size fits all, which is they just segment uh, uh, the, the credit limits or the payment terms even uh, by a customer, but not by uh, a product. product. Is it, oh. Yes. Is, is it feasible? Is it, it is. is it feasible to do so? It is. It is. And that's why you have an ERP. By the way, guess what? We pay millions, by the way, for ERP systems, subsystem and Oracle mm. system. They are not cheap systems. Huh? So we mm. and we mm. keep calling digitization, automation. Let's go for <laughs> uh, machine learning. Before that, did you use the whole feature of the of, of exactly. the car that you have bought? You bought a Mercedes or a BM, but you didn't use it, by the way. So yes, you yeah. can. You do that segmentation. But again, very important governance. You have to document this in your credit management policy mm -hmm. that issued at the beginning of the year and justify why. Why this product, as a matter of fact, and by the way, it could be the other way around because that product is heavy in terms of turnover. You would want mm -hmm. the, the customer to buy it. So you tell him, instead of paying me 30 days, pay me for that product in 60 days. And it's fine because the other one, which is having a high turnover, it's actually sellable. You can give yeah. him 15 or cash. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 
exactly exactly that's why i keep just also thinking from the other side i think to make something like that uh i believe as you said it's all about the erp and order management and order entry especially when you have uh, how you can segment your products from the order entry itself because you cannot have uh, one invoice or one order has two products and with different uh, payment terms i think it's all about the order entry itself am i right correct correct yeah yeah. yeah, I think also it's about uh, yeah, the job of uh, portfolio management and how important it is uh, uh, to have uh, someone who understands this and uh, delivers this uh, and uh, the, the kind of uh, collaboration between marketing, sales and finance to define this uh, like uh, ABC analysis or define these uh, categories that the runners and the slow movers and all that so that according to that you're going to uh, to do your credit policy as, as, as Rabat is uh, saying. Yeah. Absolutely. And allow me to add on this, and, and I will dwell in two points. One is net revenue management. There is this concept, by the way, and most mm. by the companies like PepsiCo or Coca-Cola or the car industry are using mm. the net revenue management, which is define where is your shopper, not where is your consumer. And that's a different mm. thing. So mm. by the shopper. So first of all, defining the occasion of using your product and then the, 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 then the consumer and then who would be shopping for that consumer. And then defining in that place, the product should, should sit in which channel, which customer. This is yeah. very important. Now, why we don't do that? Because we are greedy. We want it all. <laughs> and, we are, and we are hopeful. And this is part of the dreaming and the hopefulness. We hope that actually by putting our product everywhere, every place, they would buy it. But just ironically, I want to say one personal experience, the McDonald's. You would find them if you go in McDonald's in each country, there is a unique product being sold that is not sold in the rest of the oh, McDonald's yes. channels. Yes. That is what we call specification, which linked to the country itself. Yes. Mm. I think yeah. Rabab is not an expert only in finance and marketing. This also. is, <laughs> this is the, marketing. I told you, you know, not marketing, <laughs> supply chain, sales, everything. And I kept this, I kept saying Rabab, this yes. the same. Yes. yes. So yes. Rabab, I think also one of the challenges, which is uh, inside the order to cash cycle, and we need also to understand the math behind it. It's setting the credit limits per customer. So I think mm. setting the credit limits per customer, it's some sometimes almost of the time it's absolute value. Let's say this credit limit for yeah. this customer, it's uh, X millions. Uh, this customer also is X millions. What is the math behind it and how you can set a right one? And why should we have a credit limit inside the order? Guess what? S and P. <laughs> now comes the part, which is, yes. but to, to be frank, uh, budgeting, but budgeting is stemmed from S and P. So yeah. just to be very clear, if you want to understand budget of operational plan, whatever you call it. So some people mm. call it annual plan, operational plan, mm. uh, target setting, whatever, whatever it is. The starting point is SMDP, because if that mm. customer, first of all, you need to define what would be the total sales plan of that customer for the year. Mm -hmm. The size, the total size. Let's say that customer, let's take an example it, for, for, for simplicity, 12 million euro. Yeah. Okay. And hence... Your customer, you want them to say that's based on, on the portfolio you analyzed, then you said it's 30 days. Then the maximum credit limit you can give to the customer is what? One million. One million. Mm. 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 Now, this definition of customer credit limit defining, by the way, sits not with the 
I, I wouldn't say the order to cash team, which is the finance, commercial, sales, commercial team, whatever you call it in your, in your organization, it has to be with customer service. It has to be with S&P demand planning, supply planning team. Mm, yeah. It has to be with the sales director as well, or the sales force team, let's say account manager. And then based on that, you have to have what we call financial KPIs and non-financial KPIs. Because it could be that, yes, Rabab, yes, that we amb our ambition to that customer or our plan to that customer is 12 million. But the gross ambition with that customer is 30% more on that 12 mm. million. So we need to increase that credit limit. Now that comes the part where finance will do the credit check points. Credit check is like any bank. How strong your financial position is. And let me say one thing. Come to think of it, 2009 when happened the recession, yeah, the global recession. 2020, when we had the pandemic, what first thing everyone said when we didn't have a clue in global recession, what we do, what in pandemic we do. Everyone said what for companies and organization, whether a startup or a big one, please collect your cash, your overdues. Yes. This is very important. That's why credit limit defining for the customer, which is absolute, it cannot be other than absolute. It has to come back to an equation. And that equation will be defined by the total sales plan. Now, yeah. if your S&P, let me say accuracy, <laughs> how much percentage? 60%. Yeah. And then within, 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 I, I would not say, because actually, actually what everyone would say bias, we are plus or minus 4%. We are like this, but accuracy, because accuracy, as a matter of fact, defines yeah, what you will do with your customers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just one, one thing also came into my mind. Is there a relation between the credit limit and the payment terms, there is any any relation yes, between them? Yes, yes. So mm -hmm. if you remember when I said if he will, if you said if you said it that he will pay in thirty days because now mm -hmm. of the internal factors. So you took into consideration the external, and then you realized most of your payables are coming to be thirty days. And I'll come how solutions now finance try to play around so that we can manage cash. But it, if let's say we define the thirty days, it defined the total value which is one million euro because the total plan is twelve million. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, okay. that's how it's, how it's being defined. But as as we spoke, that forecast would never be right, and especially even if we come to budgeting. And what I understood from you that mostly, and when you set the credit limit, it will be annually. I'm saying forecasting Correct. my annually, so I do my budget according to that. So for for whatever reason, as we spoke, that we are in a uncertain way, and the best accuracy that you could have. On SQ level in the best companies in the world could be at 65, 66% on SQ level. So what I'm saying here, sometimes even the activity plan, when it goes into account level, it could change. So I can right. take some of my budget from this customer to another customer. So and this will never it will never it will never happen. Maybe it will never happen in the budgeting, the annual budget that I would have. It could happen during the S and OP cycle itself. Right. And my question now is, if there is any, uh, uh, I would say, outlier or a spike on the change one time uh, on, on budget from another, a customer to another customer, which means that the sales, incremental sales will be higher for this customer, right? Yeah. What I'm saying that if we have this incremental sales and we set the customer at the lower base that we have it before when we did the budget, how can we solve this challenge? And do you think that there is an input in, in our S&OP from that point, if there is any change in the budget? 
I know maybe it, it's outlier, but I'm thinking with you loudly. So let me say that that falls into the question that I think before the pandemic, um, it was raised by many business, let me say, Ackerman um, cultures, mm. where they kept saying whether budgets are limiting companies to grow to their maximum yeah. or yeah. not. Nice yeah, one. because if you come to think of it, if you go to the salespeople at the beginning of the year, without any S&P, without our like trying to go for historical trend, trying to bring seasonality yeah. and the marketing going and playing what would be our plans for this year and so on. Ask this person, um, guess what? This chain, how much will it grow? 10%, 2%, 5%. And they will come to this based on their how they see the customers picking up yeah, on their sales mm. and so on from that perspective. And then if you collect all of that together, you would find that the company could grow 12, 20%. But then comes the mindset of, you know what, let me budget low to deliver high, to preempt the risks yeah. and opportunities, yeah. to do adjustments. The, the and then it becomes 5 6%. <laughs> and then in reality, we when we go deliver, we deliver 2 3% for other some other reasons. But yes, to come to answer your question, that's why a policy is having an exception. You have to write when you document, when you can go and you change your credit limit policy or your credit limit of that customer. There are triggering points where you can go in and change it. Now, there is a governance process, and then definitely you would be the non-biased party. And honestly, no offense to anyone, finance is the non-biased party here. So they, they should be the governing party, which they say, okay, we can go in and do an exception where we accept this customer to exceed the credit limit or the payment terms to exceed, which is overdues coming and being accepted and still shipped to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a good point. I think uh, we did. I did it once. I think with finance and one of the companies that we segmented the 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 customers that we have uh, customers group of customers that are we expect that they do pay that we have long relationship with and group of customers that uh, so yes. we don't uh, we're not sure about it. So the credit limit is uh, is tight and they, they don't pay on time. So we stop the shipments. I think yeah, this is uh, very important to do that. And uh, to be to revise this not only according to the budget because as you said during the budget exercise everybody's trying to uh, to make uh, <laughs> the budget low so that when he makes an achievement we say wow this is uh, great and uh, we're growing and all that and there is no in some companies there is no like where the SNP is not robust they don't uh, revise the the numbers and they go don't go and check the numbers uh, month in month True. out so so the, the room for for growth is uh, they lose a lot of Limited, uh, yes. room, yeah. room for, uh, leverage for growth and room for growth. Yeah. Great and point. I want to uh, I, I want to add ahead. one thing because I see Ale Dashur has matter of fact has mentioned that credit limit is a combination between factors of risk factor terms and sales plan, which is she's right. Risk factors of the customer, which is what you did, Ahmed. By the way, looked into mm. the customer risk profile, and it's very yeah. important. And by the way, it's a conversation. It's really a conversation of assessing and truly opening up. It's not about making the sales because guess what? If you do a sales, but it's negative profit and then it's no cash, then what, mm. what is the end result? The aim. Yeah. yeah. At one year, it could be reported sales, you did a good job, but at a negative profit. Hidden between the rest, fine, exactly. passed. But then comes to think of it, it becomes a bad debt and a bad debt that mm. will be actually hitting yeah, you yeah. next year. 
So let me I've seen this sometimes, of... yeah, to, to, uh, sorry to interrupt or to, I've seen this mm -hmm. sometimes that at the end of, uh, of the month, we push a lot of uh, sales, for example, do a lot of discounts uh, to, to reach the top line. Then uh, we're surprised that uh, we're losing <laughs> or the bottom line is uh, uh, eroding the bottom line and the profit is uh, getting lower. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. totally true. Yeah. Brilliant. So coming back to our core discussion, uh, what are the, the types of claims? And I see that there are many claims, multiple claims that comes from a, a customer to distributor, whatever. I, I'm not sure about the, the distributor model or just the, the business model that's working, but let's focus on the B2B. So a reconciliation between a distributor to a retailer or a customer. What are the claims types and how to deal with it? Okay, so let's let's define the, divide them into two parts. One is what we call business process claims, which is normal business operations, and then we call error correction claims, which is a bigger issue for us. Let's go with the business process claims. You are running an activity, which is a volume-driven activity, so it's slaps related to volume. This you have to wait till the sell-out is being in place, and then the customer reports what is the sell-out. Um, sell-out for everyone is what you sell to the consumer. For example, a customer to the consumer, so he's waiting on that volume, returning back with the report, and then someone reconciles whether the accuracy of the information, and then this customer is entitled for that discount. This is one. This is mm -hmm. discount claims per se. Activity claims. Or claims, by the way, that you agreed with the customer based on the contract. You, you, you're doing a contract with the customer sharing information. Information now is very important. You want them to accept that you put your, uh, let me say, machine learning or uh, you do predictive tools with them. And then you have to pay them a discount of 1%, for example, on their total or end year volumes. This is one could be a claim. Yeah. And then there is another claims which you agree with the customer, putting your product on the shelf, displays on the uh, of the product, putting your ads on, mm. in, in the store. All of these, what we call business as usual claims. Customer is mm. happy. He's just claiming from you. You're just verifying the activity, whether he is entitled for it, and then you're paying it. Okay. This is very easy. One. Now comes the error one which is very important. Oops, the two bottles of the shampoo needs to be claimed. <laughs> or, oops, the price is wrong. Or, oops, we forgot to put, we have actually claimed on the on the, on the product that we are doing 20% discount, but when we priced the customer, we priced him in full without the 20%, despite um. it's printed on the pack, 20%. Master <laughs> data comes in place. So yeah. these, are, these are the hardest one, because these actually, if you don't check regularly reconcile regularly you wouldn't know why your payments are not coming through mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is very important and i just want everyone to reflect one thing 30 percent of the accounting process cost goes into order to cash 30 percent one third of the total accounting process very huge amount of cost now you find organizations tending to push it out outsource it with, by the way, order management, with uh, they are trying any transactional thing to outsource it. Why is that? Because the number of inefficiencies and errors that are caused because of human errors in our organization is costing the, some organizations have claimed it's costing them from 6% to 25% of the revenue. Wow. Annualized wow. revenue. Now it differs from big corporations with governance process and small corporations with having issues. But to the fact that's why are they saying outsourcing? Now, is outsourcing will prove to be right or wrong? 
We never know. We didn't test it in full yet. Mm -hmm. But it could be the other way around as well. It could create more inefficiencies or it create more efficiencies. But to that extent, errors in the system could affect your claim management process, subsequently mm -hmm. affect your payment process, and hence your cash process. Yeah. It's, Great it's point. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. uh, Rababi. So we we'll summarize. <laughs> I think we have one question from sure. our friend. Uh, Said he's asking, yeah. so in a VUCA world, it's important to keep customers happy, loyalty. Given all the challenges discussed by Rabab, it's necessary to move that conversation from cost to value. Value for customers is the key sustainable growth. How could we go, uh, just let me, because it's not appearing, how could we get that collaboration with the silo structure in the organization, given the old to see or the to catch cycles. Okay. So, Saez, thank you so much for that question. It's very important that we clarify one thing. Customer, as a matter of fact, is very important. But as a matter of fact, we overestimate the, the value, uh, we underestimate the value of our product or the offering that we give. And hence, we are afraid of the customer. And hence, we don't ask for the right of the organization. Mm -hmm. Now, the mm -hmm. point is, and it's very important, the conversation with the salespeople, and you have rightly said that the collaboration point, where when you sit with the salesperson, while you're giving him for innovation, sometimes you give the trade brief about the product, what is it, what's going to add value to your, your, your portfolio. As a matter of fact, you need to sit with the, the salespeople and ensure that they are convinced with the value that you're offering as an organization, whether in terms of service, whether in terms of uh, product, whether in terms of benefits that he or the or customer will get because of the long-term relationship. And you have to keep reminding that conversation. We don't do it. S&P demand and supply reconciliation ends as demand and supply reconciliation. It's beyond this. Yes. And I think Ahmed dropped from us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this kind of, uh, of, of, uh, of, I think he will come back. Of course, it's a great uh, answer, Rabab. I hope we, 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 we answered the Sayyid Arfan question, but uh, I'm so, uh, uh, it was so well uh, uh, explained from, from your side, I think, about uh, all this uh, order to cash uh, cycles and that we don't, we don't have to be afraid from customers. We have to believe in our, our products. And, uh, and, and this is the kind that will, uh, will bring the, the silo structures and the silo uh, thinking that, we, that we're having in our, in our organization. So it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's a great, it's great way to, to like uh, summarize it, uh, Rabab. Ahmed, I think yes. you're with us, I can hear you, but uh, I yes, yeah. you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what's happening on my camera, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I think that we have reached to Again, to our lovely uh, episode end, uh, Rababa, I, I would like to thank you really for giving us these years and years of experience and insights and values. Uh, personally, yeah, and I think, also, uh, Ahmed, exactly. Ahmed, I think we, yeah. need, we need more than one hour, Rababa, and I think we'll thank get you. there no, again in no, another session. Because a lot of values, uh, financial, as I said, marketing, sales. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, values we got from really from Rabab today, and I hope all our thank audience uh, feel the same. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we would like to thank you again, Rabab, and we would like to thank mm -hmm. all the audience that uh, they attended today. And as Ahmed said, let's have another episode. I think that you have treasures 
So these treasures has to be uncovered thank to you. all of our I'm community. humbled. Thank you. Thank right. you. I'm humbled. Thank this you. is more than I deserve, but thank you so much. And I hope it's a useful session for everyone. <laughs> Same here. Thank you. And have thank a you. good day, guys. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Robon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Global S&OP Community Podcast. We hope that you have absorbed some values from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to be notified every week with the new episode. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.co or ahmedkhaled.co We believe that one word, one story or one conversation could transform your life. Stay tuned next week with a great thought leader in S&OP. Have a wonderful week ahead.